everyone, and welcome to The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. I am your host, if you hadn't noticed, and uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about today. You know, we're in this series of talking about how we're going to end this year of 2023, right? We've looked at how our performance has been over the past year, what our efforts have been like in the past year. We've looked at um, how we've rewarded ourselves in the past year. As a matter of fact, we could probably do an entire episode just on that really look at how we're rewarding ourselves because an improved reward system is something I'm really looking at bringing into 2024. And of course, I'm starting that by looking at what's happening over the next few months and how I can begin experimenting with rewarding myself. So um, and how many times I was having a conversation with someone the other day, we were talking about uh, adding simple rewards for small things and it seemed like everything that came out of this person's mouth was something that I would have considered something that would hurt me in my current moment because it had to do with sugar or food or cake or whatever, which are all foods, of course, but something that was counterproductive to one of my immediate goals. And I was like, why do we always want to do something that's not good for ourselves as a reward, right? Um, and... I guess there's a lot of other simple ways to do rewards. So um, that would be a whole topic we could get into and get to the point of, of, you know, a big question that comes up is why reward ourselves, right? There's a lot of stuff there. So if you have interest in that, uh, send me some comments or let's start some conversations and I'll bring that up certainly before it, end of year <clears throat> because I, as I'm beginning to really investigate for myself, what uh, reward improvements would look like for me this year for next, for 2024. So, but today what we're going to talk about having gone through some of this pre-work to really think about how we want to, the point of ending 2023 is really to think about how we want to start 2024 and getting started early and resetting our goals and our thoughts for what we want, um, not just for the next year, but for the next five, 10, 20, even hundred years. Now, what do we want the impact of our life to be? which is a, an evaluation. We don't think about that every day, right? We don't think about our biggest, largest uh, vision on a daily basis. We <clears throat> think about what we're doing on a daily. We try and stay in the moment and stay present with what we're doing and, and enjoy and embrace what's directly in front of us, get the most out of it. So, but we do occasionally visit our goals at many different levels and many different views. Of course, the lower the frequency, the more often we visit those. And um, that would make sense whether it's absolutely true or not, I don't know. But today we're going to talk about what do we want to eliminate from our life? Like what is it that we want to get rid of to move forward? And there are a lot of options. So I thought we'd spend a minute kind of digging into the possibilities of what we might want to get get rid of. There's, of course, a great place to start, which is bad habits. Right now, <clears throat> we've discussed about walking into the holidays, how there's an increase of opportunity if we to eat a lot of sugar, to eat, to eat overeat if we're overeaters, to you know, any unhealthy behaviors around food might come up, and as well as there's also uh, drinking and. Um, you know, we, we, if we might, we might have more opportunities to drink in social settings and, um, but there's other things too, right? We might have more cigars or if, if we're smokers, we might have something there. 
there's all these things that we're going to, and, and that we could begin to test and evaluate. And if we just keep it to the food and the alcohol, we could think about, as we talked about last week, we could start testing ourselves to either allow ourselves something that we want or not allow ourselves something that we want to investigate how that feels and maybe even get down to some reasoning behind what we're looking for in filling that. So for me, I have a history of eating too much. I was told as a kid that I was, they, people loved me more in my mind. People loved me more when I would eat multiple plates of food. Oh my gosh. I, you know, people loved my aunt. I, um, some of my family members just loved it when I ate more of their food. They considered that a love language. If someone would come and enjoy their food as they show, they considered that appreciation, um, and joy and fulfillment and all kinds of things. So I jumped to the chance to eat more and I, I developed a pattern of, of overeating to please others. And then that also started to fill a hole for myself. And <clears throat> I've, I've looked at that over the years, but by doing that and then not doing that and really getting to feel the effects of it, um, I've been able to really minimize that for the most part in my life and not have a, a major issue with it. Although I, 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 so my, the next thing I'm really looking at with food is how to slow, how to eat slower, how to appreciate the food as nutrition and either do it efficiently because it's, that's what it is. It's a protein shake or it's something else and, or to do it joyfully and slowly and just appreciate the moment and then, and the sustenance and the nutrition Think about what that really does for me. So <clears throat> we've talked about that. We've talked about Halloween candy. We've talked about saying no, and then investigating, not just saying no to say no, not just depriving ourselves to deprive ourselves, but to do so in order to experiment with our feelings, our thoughts, and learn from what our process is so that we can begin to understand better what we've automated and unwrap that, do something different, and be more at a place of choice. Of course, the more need for something like this would be the more times you feel like you're just reaching for that cookie or that candy without really having a big choice in doing so. Of course, you can always say no, but do you? Or do you, oh, how many times do we think, ah, I shouldn't do this and we do anyway, right? So just learning from that so we can be more conscious and more aware of our behaviors and then be it a greater sense of choice. So <clears throat> here's the deal. If it's happening in 2023 and we don't want to carry it into 2024, I start thinking about what ends now. What am I going to leave behind in 2023? Maybe even that I'm going to give myself a few more times this year before I completely let go of it. And maybe that I'm going to drop immediately right now and just be absolutely done with it. Okay. So what are those things? What are the things that I'd like to let go of that maybe I have a risk or a chance of not letting go of, right? So there are some limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. I've been saying my entire life, I'd like to shed and get rid of negative self-talk. Yet here I am in 2023. That was something I worked on last year that I'm still considering, wow, I still have an opportunity to get rid of that. Is it possible to leave that fully behind? That'd be something to think about, right? So that's on my list. It's on my list again. I believe I've greatly improved and I don't catch myself being as negative towards myself as I have been in the past. Now, this is coming from someone that learned to become disciplined 
and move forward in life by speaking to myself like a drill instructor, which isn't necessarily kind and all. So that took, you know, it took what it took to unwind that. How are you speaking to yourself? And what do you want to leave behind? Maybe you just, so if it, if it seems big, right, complete negative thinking, removing that altogether is tough. We need critical thinking. There's some things that we might lean as negative. It's a little judgmental to think about to begin with. Sometimes telling ourselves the truth might feel negative. So maybe it's, maybe it's not clear and possible to let go of that 100%. Pick a word or a phrase. It's how we win with this one. Pick a word or a phrase that you just don't want to use anymore towards yourself or others. Pick a word or a phrase that you say repeatedly or once in a while that you don't want to carry forward and just eliminate it. That we can win with. We can then state that, that, that we can then make that a standard that we no longer move with. So make it count. Whatever we're going to work on, whatever we're going to leave behind, let's make it count and really do it, right? Making it count, I think of as something, let's pick some things that's critical to mission, right? That's absolutely on target and on point with something that we want to move forward with and onward. Like we want to, so this is the acronym count, right? Making it count is pick something that's critical to mission that really will, will be critical to your success in the year of being the version that you want to be of yourself, of being truly you and make it on target and on point. So another one is, for you, is be selfish. Make it about you. You can also say useful, but make it useful about you, right? We can, let's really make it personal and make it, if we want to make it count, let's really make it personal about ourselves Look in the mirror and, and make it something useful about you. So for me, it's useful about me, but it's, you know, the you make the you. Um, you know, N, necessary, right? Something important, something, something that really stands out, right? Something, you know, that something that is right in the thick of things and timely. So... It, it timely would mean that it speaks to everything else in your life, that it speaks to the overarching goal of where you really want to be in the world. As maybe it speaks to one of one or two of your major goals, uh, whether they're family goals or financial goals or physical goals, doesn't matter. Just something really timely to you that makes sense. So let's make it count. Now, what are some things that we could be letting go of that are critical to mission? Talked about limiting beliefs, negative self-talk. What about excuses? You known for making you you find yourself making excuses for things? There's varying degrees of excuses. Some are blatant and some aren't so much. You know, I I had an experience this year where I had a an agreement that that I was in an engagement with somebody and they were really excited and they wanted to add more services to what they were doing. And I didn't speak loud enough when it came time to go get what I needed. I needed to get things from other people to make that happen. And it kind of went, and it just didn't go anywhere for a few months. And that no one was blaming me for, for, you know, this added services not being added to this engagement. But what happened was, uh, but because they, it was clear that people weren't providing me with the information I needed to do what I was being asked. But I wasn't being loud enough to get the information either. Apparently, I would have had it. 
So I don't know. That's a reason for sure. But it's also, it, it also can be an excuse unless I own the fact that I could have spoken louder. Well, now we've, we've got added services on the table and we're working on some added services. They're not as much and we're looking at adding them again now later, but it's not happening as fast or as powerfully as it could have if we had seized the moment when the client asked for, when that customer asked for what they were wanting. So what's my excuse? I'm gonna let go of those things. I'm gonna continue to move forward by owning what I do. Now, I think I do a pretty good job of that, but if I catch myself doing it, I'm going to try and leave it behind. And that's kind of, that's more of a regular checkpoint for me. But if you're in the middle of some excuses like that, let, you know, it's time to drop them. If that's what you want to let go of, let's let go of it. Let's leave those things in 2023, never to go forward. About regrets. Right? If you, if we've got regrets, there's enough, as we age, as we get older in life, you know, when I started tackling the world, so to speak. I got out of the Marine Corps, was in Northern California, and I was going to go run a company, manage a company, start a company. Like I had all these big dreams of things that I was going to do, and I was running after it, and I was excited. And I had a couple of road bumps and things that, that I needed to stop and learn and grow and process through. And um, I, took, I, you know, I took my time and did those things that I needed to do. But as I moved on in life and I had owned a, a handful of businesses and I was getting older, and I had made decisions that could have gone one of many ways. What, one of the things that I started to happen was I started stacking these failures, right? That I didn't want to repeat again. Very healthy way to think about it. Well, let's have let these things that are happening. Let me just keep them over here as this memory of this is what I don't want to repeat. Well, the problem is if we're not considering what we want instead, it, it can, it, that's a, that's a way of staying away from stacking up these failures. They can become a platform. And I, I found myself at a, at, at, you know, my late forties, early fifties, standing on these platform of failures, looking around saying, these are the things that I will never repeat. And of course, things we focus on, we attract in our life or we repeat in our life. So although I thought I was doing well by saying, let's never repeat these things again, it was also a negative focus that wasn't allowing me to continue moving forward. Look at them. So I, I was, I, I have a method and a way of looking back at the lessons I received from those so that I didn't have to look at them as regrets anymore. And I could take the lessons from it and move forward. And I tapped back into that energy of being, of being 18 or 20 or 25 or those younger years where I had less to lose and I was really excited about running forward and trying to figure out what I could accomplish and I had all this passion and energy. So amazing how different it is when we, when we start stacking up the positives, right? I think I've shared about this in other podcasts. I actually was able to go back and start looking at everything I ever thought I did that was cool. And people were saying, look, make a, make a list of things that you want. And I was having a challenging time doing that. I was, I was a very away from motivated person for many years. I knew what I didn't want. But I didn't really know what the best version of myself could be. So how do I find that, right? And certainly not knowing, knowing what I don't want is helpful, but that only motivates us so far. So releasing all of these regrets and starting to pile up the wins and pile up the things that have been cool got me reinvigorated and energized. And all of a sudden it was easier to start thinking about what do I want and what do I want to create in my life? What type of 
freedoms do I want to have in life? What kind, you know, and, and I just got to consider all those things differently. So let's figure out a way. Let's, let's get into a system and a process of putting regrets behind us and turning them into lessons, pull the lessons from it and leave any of that, that unresourceful emotion behind and let's move on. So I, you know, there's a lot of other things that we could work about here, right? It, you think about holding grudges. We're going to do different episodes on the power of forgiveness and gratitude the power of forgiveness and gratitude are, I think, the two most impactful, strong, change-oriented energies that you can tap into in the world. If you can tap into the feelings of forgiveness and the expressions, right? The express, and it, We really talk about something that you can think, feel, or express. And when you move into a place of true expression of these things, we can see some of the fastest, most amazing change, including our bodies healing, our minds healing, our relationships healing, all kinds of things get to heal by expressing forgiveness and gratitude. So we drop the grudges. We have a, I have a meditation that I share. If anyone's interested in it, reach out to me one-on-one or you know, on a DM and let me know. I'll share it with you. A meditation that is about forgiveness that allows you to feel the spirit of forgiveness entering and leaving your body at an identical time, right? Where we're being forgiven as we forgive others. And it's, it's a fun meditation. It's beautiful. Um, jealousy. What if we leave behind jealousy? And jealousy is not just about different relationships. It's envy. It's comparison. Anytime we're in a position of comparing ourselves to others or let's just, let's just remove that. Those all come from the same energy, right? So maybe we're going to drop that entirely. Now, if you're struggling with one facet of that, like jealousy, right? If you're constantly looking at your, at your partner's phone and you can't see their screen, but you're sure that they're talking to someone else that threatens your relationship, right? That is a form of jealousy. Maybe you want to drop that and come back to and come into a place of total confidence. Now, there's there that that could be a much deeper topic. And it also could could be as light as you want it to be, right? So point is have fun with it, let go of it, let's move on. What's another one? Um complaining or nagging. Right. So we're taking this beyond the sugar, right? Beyond Coca-Cola or stopping and getting a thirst buster or those things that we want to drop. Those are certainly things we want to leave behind if that's what we want to leave behind. And I, I know people that drop soda and they all of a sudden feel better, shift in their whole body chem chemistry. Every like they, they have such a shift because they're drinking two or three thirst busters a day, right? And you drop something you're doing so much of. But this is moving beyond that and actually moving into some behaviors and thought processes and patterns that we're repeating in our life and that we're experiencing in our life. So what if we're complaining and nagging all the time? If we're just constantly feeling the gripe, how do we, you know, what do we want to list there and let go of there? Another one would be holding back. Right? I talked a minute ago about how I don't think I spoke up loud enough and became a big enough, a loud enough voice to say, hey, I need these things back from you now. Had I, I was holding back trusting that they were going to get me what I needed. 
allowing it to drag because I wasn't being pinned as to blame or at fault for something, right? So what if I hadn't held back and I was just, no, you know, really insistent and clear that I need this now? Doesn't mean I need to be a jerk. I was probably being cautious of not wanting to come across too aggressive or like a jerk, but it didn't work out. So what are you holding back on that you shouldn't hold back on? Maybe it's an essence of your true self. And you've just been holding back because you don't think it'll be well accepted. Maybe maybe it's time to, to put fear in the rearview mirror. Not all fear. There's some, you know, there's some healthy senses of fear. We have a method anytime we feel fear, right, to release it. See what value there was in it. See what it was trying to keep us from. Release what's unnecessary and move forward, right? To share it with a share it with a friend and move forward. Now, there's ways to clear those things as when they when they happen in our lives. So another one I think that would be case building. There's two more I'm gonna cover real quick before I just move on here. But um, case building is something that I used to do quite a bit more than I do now. I'm still very strategic in my thought processes, which the case building tends to be a strategy um, that comes with, that's more common to strategic thinkers than others. It's somewhat reactive because what it is, is I, is I gain an idea in my mind of what a situation may look like. And then I look for evidence of how that must be true to validate my thoughts, feelings, or opinions. That's case building. And it keeps me from being able to truly discern the reality of what's going on in others around me. Whereas if I'm open and I'm listening and I'm paying attention to what's happening, I can just learn and allow answers to come. But instead I pick an opinion early and then case build and gather evidence to do it. And I can do that pretty quickly. We can all do that pretty quickly and begin to form an opinion that isn't necessarily true that we become very attached to because we've built a case around it. The same thing happens to us with our identities and that we have values that we have. And then we have these beliefs that are protecting those values and the stories that validate those beliefs. So if you want to really leave case building behind, think about what you're valuing or protecting and building this case. Are you just wanting to be right? Are you not wanting to be affected by a certain issue or challenge that's happening in life somewhere that you're exposed to? Is there some, there, there's typically some, there's oftentimes some type of fear involved. But if you're, if we're case building, it's a great time to stop and say, okay, what am I valuing or protecting, right? That is causing me to want to build this case. And can we leave that behind entirely and just stay more open? I used to case build to protect myself from getting caught in a snare or a trap that I would have been caught from based on my own weaknesses. Oh, I build a case as to what's wrong with someone as to, to make sure I was fully appraised and aware of why I shouldn't give them something that I had that they might need. Just because I didn't have a big no muscle. I didn't know how to say no if they wanted to borrow money or take something, you know, borrow something that I had that I knew I wouldn't get back. So it was a valued tool at the time to help me learn something. It was a little clunky, but there was also a time to let go of it. So maybe your case building. And maybe that case building view looks entirely different, but it's a good thing to, good thing, really good thing to let go of. The only, the other thing that I really wanted to touch on as we finish this was just talking about devices 
And it's a, it's a, the other thing that's come up really strong is <laughs> maybe there's an app on your phone that keeps calling your name that you spend too much time on and it's time to just delete it. Or maybe it's really time to consider not using your phone as an alarm clock and putting it in the other room at night, an hour before bedtime. Whatever it is, if there's anything going on with devices in your life that you want to end, that you want, that you think might not be helpful, the more we get into the habit of changing some of these things and just not using something that we were using because it's just not useful anymore. You know, the asteroids game on my phone really helped me in the doctor's office a couple of times or helped me build a bridge with my grandson. But if I start playing it too much, it's much better just to delete the thing. Now, I haven't had to do that. I forget about it more than I think about it. But there was a time where I was thinking, man, I might just delete this app because it was starting to take my attention at times I didn't want it to. So think about what you want to let go in 2023. Maybe you want to let go of it now. Maybe you want to give yourself a little bit more time with it. If there's anything at all you want to leave in 2023, now's the time to start thinking about it. Now's the time to start experimenting with it, toying with it, playing with it, deciding if it's really something that needs to go entirely. How might you plan to get rid of it? You know, the stage, I'm, this is where I, where I finish here, the stages of change by the Prochaskas were developed originally to help people stop with tobacco use. And it was, you know, and, and they've developed this over the years and it's shifted some, but it has the same basic things to it. And if we, same basic components, right? And there's pre-contemplation where we don't even know that there's an issue. And then there's contemplation where we think there's an issue. We start contemplating what would happen. This really helps anything you're contemplating. So this is another trigger. Anything that you've thought of in your, in this last year that maybe this would be better if I didn't do this anymore, or I didn't have this, or if I had something different. Right. And then there's planning what we, we miss when we're not intentional is this planning stage. So you have time now to plan how you might get rid of something. And contemplation is where we test and experiment with how might I stop this or get rid of this? How might I change my behavior around this certain topic? And then we move into that planning stage of once we start learning something, right? So if it's sugar and candy, and I just use that as an example depriving our you man we the candy comes you know we, we candy comes home because we're going to give it out for halloween and now we've got three bags of candy going into a thing and into a bucket and only maybe only two bags make it to halloween because we just can't help ourselves from having that from opening up that third bag and once we open it it's it's we just eat it All right so it's it's depriving ourselves of that opportunity and then journaling and taking time to think when, what am I feeling that makes me want this, even though I know I don't really want it? What's my, what's the identity of the person that's here eating this versus the identity of the person who doesn't want to eat it? What is the values that I'm having here? And sometimes it's, man, I just want to eat this and feel better. Well, what am I trying to feel better from? So. Maybe if we emotionally eat, we tend to realize pretty quick why we're choosing to eat something. So it's the time to experiment with different things. And we, then we can get into a plan that actually works, right? And then we can get into the action of truly doing what, we, what we've planned 
to make the change happen that we want to make. And if it's something we're leaving behind, now's the time to look at how to leave that behind and start working through these. Because if we start the other benefit of experimenting now is that once we get into action and we actually make the change, oftentimes as part of a plan, there's a recycling phase where we go back to it to see what we left behind. And then that tends to be a moment of great learning where we anchor the, our reasoning for doing something different and really reward and value ourselves for not having done it. If it's something you've really had a hard time letting go of, that's oftentimes a part of the idea of the plan of knowing that that may happen and then giving ourselves the room and the space to allow ourselves so that we can again revisit something and really drive a lesson home. 2023, what do you want to leave behind? Let's get into action. Let's go through this process and let's rock 2024. Let's feel great. Let's look at all the wins we've had in 2023. Because all of these things lead to victories that we get to just stack a lot of little wins and start feeling great about where we are and where we want to be. And the, at the end of this, you know, the, the, the bigger picture goal is that we feel solid enough in life our action behaviors are dialing in enough that even with all a, a lot of outside stressors and focus and things pulling at us, we can live a pretty calm, centered, in the moment, kind of appreciative, grateful life. And that's it. That's living in the zone of all the things beautiful and wonderful that we want to live in. Loving and appreciating those around us loving and appreciating the moments we're in, loving and appreciating ourselves. It doesn't get much better than that. So those of you walking into Halloween with me, let's do this strong. Let's do this right. Enjoy. And uh, we will see you on the other side next time. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.